did the, I'll call it the weirdest meditation that I've ever done. And this is going to fit into Star Trek. Because <laughs> there was a 10-day, I think we talked about this last week. Emily and I talked about this last week on the Alien and the Fairy. Um, about this thing called the harmonic convergence that happened this last week where all these people are online <laughs> trying to make contact with extraterrestrials. <laughs> Wasn't that in the Avatar? Uh, what? I think the harmonic convergence is something from Avatar, The Last Airbender, or Legend of Korra, I feel like. Tell me, yes, yeah, some of Daniel's... So like, two oh, nights ago, the last two nights were like the big finales and they're supposed to do, be doing meditations to like contact our um, intergalactic brothers and sisters <laughs> and non-binary aliens I'm sure um, <laughs> that that um, you get together and they would do it all at the same at 9pm and then two nights ago at 9pm and 3am and the rest of my like the other people in my commune did it two nights ago and claimed to have seen a couple spaceships Oh, I don't know if I'm blowing the whistle on their crazy, but that's that's <laughs> what they the said. They though. said they were doing it, and they saw two spaceships. Which one of our? And friends? You can ask uh, what? Well, you got to tell me which one of our friends said this. <laughs> I think all three of them said it. Emily, Stefano, and Lisa. Maybe Lisa wasn't there. I can't remember. I've got to rescue Lisa out of this comedy. What? I've got to rescue Lisa out of this commune. <laughs> I'm convinced at this point. <laughs> so we laid out the we laid out a mattress in the backyard again last night. Stared up at the sky while they did the meditation thing. Just like, what's going to happen here? <laughs> Nothing. No ships. But I did have a tremendous meditation. That's good. The cosmos are worth meditating on. Right. <clears throat> Whether you do it in a backyard or whether you watch Star Trek, same thing. <laughs> but that was definitely at the if you'd like had a kook chart of my life, of like my kook, where yeah. that was that was the pinnacle so far of like laying in the backyard, really like meditating, wondering if aliens were going to come. That's that's as, <laughs> as weird as I've experienced. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the, the kooks and the conspiracy theorists are winning right now, so they are winning out in full force, proud and loud, and nobody cares. You're on the winning side, Michael. You're on the winning side of something, yep. <laughs> Go back in. Yeah, the kooks and the conspiracy theorists are winning. <sighs> Now's your moment. Live it up. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like a conspiracy theorist necessarily, but, but I guess I could be a kook. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't like believe it. Maybe that's why they didn't come. I didn't have the faith. <laughs> but do you think aliens are attracted to faith? <laughs> <laughs> they sense faith. Who are these angels? <laughs> uh, that's what they're saying. They're saying because, from what I've heard, because we watched one documentary before the Kook show, that was um, a man who channels an alien. And this is how he does it. Hello, welcome to my. And he like does this triangle. You can't. You have to see my video to like really get my impression. 
No, oh, yes, we come from another planet, sister. And he's like, <laughs> um, but his answer, like, you can't to travel integral interstellar distances. Yeah, you can't rely on the crude physical conceptions of the universe that we have to make that happen. It happens more energetically with, I don't know. I don't remember how he said it exactly, but it's basically, you've got to be tuned in to the one consciousness of the universe and basically like just, just go there. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not into it. I'm just trying to tell you. This sounds like the occult. I'm going to have to flash a warning here. This feels like occultism, Michael. Yeah, but I'm not buying it. I'm just telling you what they're saying a little bit, and it's a good time. <laughs> You're like, I'm not buying it. I mean, I, I practiced it. I, I did do an alien meditation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You're in. You've Once. been indoctrinated. You opened but, your mind up to the aliens. I was like, what can it hurt? What can it hurt to lay in the backyard and meditate and see if aliens come? I like meditating anyway. Um, I mean, I, I am judging you, but I'm not judging you. <laughs> Doing both at the same time, right? Non-judgmental, but very judgmental. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, I was, I agree. I agree. I was judging <laughs> us as well, and not judging us. <laughs> judging, not judging. That should be the hashtag. <laughs> judging, not judging. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the mood forever. Um, yeah, people said, how much credibility do you give to these statements about harmonic convergence? Did my meditation on the bathroom floor last night with the shower on to make it hot in the dark? <laughs> hey, Tim. All right, Tim. Tim's on some weird stuff. Interesting, interesting, Tim. Were you a sober guy last night, Tim? I wasn't. That was the other thing. I took a little gummy and did it. That was part of the whole process. I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm just going to oh, make it. This, this just adds the cherry on top. Right. Yeah, oh, it was, Lord. it was, uh, but my meditation was crazy. I don't, I don't know that I've ever felt that much energy before. Really? My body was shaking. It was the aliens. It could have been the aliens. I can't say that I know it wasn't the aliens. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were a believer. I knew you were a believer. You got to keep it up in mind. What? <laughs> What'd you say? You're like I'm being skeptical about this, you know, but I, you know, I'm just participating. I'm, like, I'm being skeptical to the point I'm not going to also believe that there are no aliens. Does that make sense? I'm not going to believe that aliens did it. I'm also not going to believe that aliens didn't do it. I'm just going to experience what's happening. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I want to believe you. I'm trying to believe you. No, don't believe me. <laughs> Wait, that's the worst thing you could do. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, man? What, what else is going on? You, you doing any alien searches or what are you working on? No. Um, I went to Northern California last week for a couple of days. Just to get triggered or what? 
no, one of my friends is moving away and I wanted to, they're moving to Nashville. So I wanted to go say goodbye before they leave California forever. Um, actually had a good time. It was really Did you cool. see some yeah. old friends, see some old friends that I actually liked. And, uh, also COVID was, is not really happening up there because it's such a secluded rural town that they, they haven't had a lot of cases at all. So, you know, it kind of felt like life was just going on as normal before COVID mm. when I was up there, which kind of was crazy, but felt yeah. great too. I was like, oh yeah, people just, you know, I mean, all the store people working had masks, but like if you could walk into Target without a mask and, you know, like everything was just. That's a lot of places apparently other than LA. LA is its own place. Yeah. But also part of the reason, I don't know. <laughs> Did you? I saw. Speaking of Northern California, I saw this. Um, yeah, Brian says in New York. Um, s- video of a staff yesterday. Somebody tweeted me from Bethel. Did you see that video? Where they're going? <laughs> where they're going to command racism to end? And they all put their hands on a staff, and they go, "You shall not pass." That's real. That happened on sounds Earth. Like, sounds like they were uh, in a backyard too. <laughs> Just like you. Did you? Did you? Did you see that video? Yes, I saw it. <laughs> I made everybody say it three times. You shall not pass. That is. Have you ever seen anything more? I have a question. Yeah. I have a question for William now. Oh, God. How, how does it feel that racism's over now? <laughs> well, you know, I'll believe it's over when I get my reparations check in the mail. So <laughs> I'm sure Bethel's writing those now. Yeah, they probably yeah, are. If, if, if they want to write me a reparations check, I'm down for that. So. Yeah, I just, I don't have any words to say for any of that, actually. (laughs) Nothing? Nothing. That's a cross-section of the weird brand of Christianity you came from, of fantasy. Fantasy sci-fi. Sci-fi. And uh, and (laughs) anti-racism. How in the hell... I wouldn't call that anti-racism. <laughs> They're saying racism must end. Thou shalt not pass. They're trying. So there's a there's a blend that's I would put William Matthews right at the center of that. <laughs> not in the center. <laughs> of somebody who would have something to say. <laughs> this is this is why I've been around a long time. I know when to, to speak up and when to be quiet. <laughs> I keep things to myself. All right, all right. Oh, yeah, Tim mentioned the Kenneth Copeland blowing COVID-19 away. That was – you saw that one, right? Yeah, I saw that one too. That was funny. <laughs> COVID-19! <laughs> <laughs> so good. He was like a character from my childhood, I feel like. He looks like the devil. Yeah. Like, that's what I would imagine the devil would look like. His eyes are wild. I'm fascinated by him. I'm not saying I don't. <laughs> I grew up watching him on TV, like, every week. 
Um, yeah. His eyes. He looks like a. It's crazy. It's fantastic. I'm just so fascinated. He, did you see the tongues video I tweeted out yesterday of him? Uh, Have you seen that video? I think I've, I've seen it going around. I didn't see you tweet it, uh, but okay. I feel like I've seen that one going around about like speaking in tongues with Kenneth Copeland. And it's like a song. Yes. Okay. I did see that. Yes. That's impressed. I mean, it just feels like that whole world is just imploding in like, I mean, people are doing spoofs of the worst parts of it, but yeah. I don't know how people live beyond that. Like Kenneth Copeland is now like a staple in the culture as a joke, you know? But when I was a kid, like Kenneth Copeland was like really respected. <laughs> and that's why it feels so strange about right now is like watching that world kind of implode with just its own foolishness. And then to feel like, dang, when I was a kid, like, or when I was a teenager, like we respected those people in those places. Like we looked up to them, you know? And now like to realize, how much of it was just is is a joke and i don't know it's like weirdly painful for me actually in some ways but it is funny <laughs> hans remix somebody said i watched it 10 times uh this morning uh what did your wife say tim what did she say the same thing she said the same thing about you that um he was like a super respected figure uh in her childhood you know like someone to look up to and just like see this was? happen uh, no, no uh, i oh. mean you are now, you are now to us better be no, as, a, as a childhood uh uh kenneth copeland that, that was like a big influence and like well respected and, and to watch it crumble there's like a like an ache like an, yeah because <laughs> you realize how stupid it was then too <laughs> yeah yeah oh. exactly exactly that or, or, or like Mike said, uh, you know, is it all just laying on a mattress in your backyard, <laughs> shaking for aliens? <laughs> shaking for aliens. <laughs> oh man! Maybe if you actually learn to twerk, they will, act, they will come. Me? Yeah. Yeah, you need more embodiment. Michael. I need you. I need you to tell me that this is not a twerk. Ooh, kill him. Oh, kill him! <laughs> that was that was a twerk. That was twerk adjacent. That was twerk adjacent. <laughs> that is a twerk. <laughs> what do you do for a living, Michael? I twerk for my patron. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first public twerk. I love it. Look at look at Brian over there smoking a cigarette, all cool, just like. I know, looking cool. Uh, it's a joint, actually. Sorry. <laughs> oh, even cooler. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> this Patreon is full of heathens, my friend. <laughs> uh, I think we really need to preach the gospel again to these people. <laughs> I feel like they're hearing. It. Look at them. They're hearing it and living it. Down the list. They're enjoying their lives. Elizabeth's like the only girl in here. What do you think about really? boys? Yeah. There's no girl in here other than Elizabeth. Was it the twerking that sent all the women away? I don't that probably. Up there Susan. Susan's here. Susan D. Men. Susan D made it past the twerking. Yeah, women. Elizabeth. I don't know, maybe I just can't see everybody in the Zoom call, but Okay, I got a I got a question for, for both Matt and and uh, Mikey G. My name is uh, 
question is, where's the line between shaking on a mattress for aliens <laughs> and um, uh, experiencing Holy Spirit at a worship concert or uh, I don't know. Where, where's the line? Where, where's the line for you guys? The line is in your mind. Yeah. That's my answer. William? My answer is God's in some of it, but not in all of it. <laughs> God is with you shaking on the floor, experiencing his love, but he's not with you shaking for aliens. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I wasn't shaking for aliens. I may have been shaking from aliens. <laughs> People in another dimension just like stepping into your body. I don't know. I have no answers other than I can just describe what was happening. I don't that I was an ever expanding infinite bliss of consciousness that sometimes the body could not handle, so it would shake. And then when I would let go enough, then the vibrations would speed up enough to where it became stillness. <laughs> That's what was happening. That was uh, very similar to my bathroom experience. <laughs> <laughs> what was with the hot, making it hot? Why did you want your bathroom to be hot? I don't know. There's something about the heat right now, I guess, for me. I, I, I traditionally have been like, I like like the temperature in my house to always be, you know, 70, 69. Nice. Uh, but just uh, uh something about the heat i don't know in the dark and meditating yeah. just, I, don't I like know. it yeah it's like your own little sauna or something but, yeah basically it's, a, it's like a, a sauna that costs money <laughs> in the water bill rather than uh renovations <laughs> um so northern california anything else going on william you feeling all right how are you handling? I think I'm okay. My, I have my two of my cousins here from out of town staying with oh, me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Um, we're having, yeah, just having fun, kicking it. Do you have air conditioning? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's been hot here. Yeah, it, it was hot. I feel like it was hot at the top of the week, like Sunday. But then it cooled down like Monday, Tuesday. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been hot. But yeah, I have AC, so I'm, I'm comfy. Uh, but yeah, no, things have been chill. I don't know what's happening to the world, but yeah, I feel like we're back at square one for California, which just is like, I don't even know what that means. You know, it's like, basically we should be sheltering in place. Probably. I don't, I don't know. Do I've think? been really what? curious. Oh, go ahead. No, Tanner, please. I've been really curious just like to talk to like grandparents and stuff about the decades before, you know, the 2000s and the nineties of just like, have you ever experienced anything even closely remotely like this? Any sort of the stress or the uncertainty or the anything? Um, Cause I mean, maybe any comparisons to Vietnam or the depression or world war two or something like that for people that are living um it's just very very weird so weird yeah that's all i got too man it just yeah it's it's our generation's version of some of that 
Um, I don't know. I'm worried about it all, man. I'm worried about schools in the fall. I'm worried about. No, they're not. They're not happening. For LA, not. Yeah, but a lot of parts of the country, kids are going to be forced to go to school, and because people are trying to prove some political points, Um, and that that is, I think, more than anything, is what shocks me and scares me, is how many folks are going to get sick, especially folks of color, because their school district wants to make a political point, forcing them into schools, bringing the virus home back to their families, their you know their grandparents, and I just, yeah. Do you think? Do you, do you think it's gonna end? Do you think we're going to see COVID disappear? Not this year. Do you think we ever will? I don't know. I mean, outside of a vaccine, um, I don't know. Well, I was talking to a friend the other day, and I was like, even a vaccine. She was just saying, like, how much. Uh, like a flu vaccine because there's already multiple strains of covid and it's like even a vaccine could solve a strain of covid but what happens if it mutates to the place where it's like the flu where it's like some people get the flu vaccine every year and still get the flu a lot some people never get the flu vaccine and never get the flu yeah um it's dishearten it's disheartening and 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 uh demoralizing in a way to like not really have more of a plan or more of a like a perspective of where this is going than we did five months ago whenever the thing started yeah it's just the failure of leadership that's the cost of it I mean other countries have squashed this they didn't have to let the virus rip through the country you know. They were able to get a handle on it, you know, and squash it out without having a cure, you know, like, yeah, you know, there are countries that have zero cases now that 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 had outbreaks, and so that's what's a bummer about all this because none of it, none of it has to be. Um, now I feel like this podcast turned into Alien and the Bummer. (laughs) Didn't mean to bum everybody back out. Well. Well, I mean, the, the, the United States is just in chaos. Like, it, like whenever I, we talk about it with just friends or family, it's like, it's not really even like, I mean, there's some maybe malicious stuff in there, but it's literally like there's no leadership. So it's chaos. So yep. people are like, it's confusing. We don't know what to do because there's conflicting reports. And it's like, yes, because it's chaos. Like everyone's spending for themselves. So it's chaotic. You don't, there is no thread going through it all because it's chaos and so um i'm wondering if things will change at the beginning of next year if if there is a new administration um you know what happens if they actually set up the cdc and their leadership to actually be the people on tv and help guide everybody um there still will be the partisanship but if there's actually people that are experts able to lead instead of being hidden away in a closet where they can't like ever talk to the American people, maybe it will be a little bit better, like from our perceptions. Yeah. Well, we would at least have a plan and a strategy and something to rally around that would be positive. Um, Which is kind of what's been missing um, 
from all of this. It's just the lack of leadership, not just in strategy, but also in like keeping morale up and also giving the, the country a higher vision, you know, for like where we are, where we're going. I was, maybe because we're so like uh, amiss right now with actual good leadership. I was actually like really impressed the other day when uh, um, Biden announced his uh, climate change proposals because he, what he did was he connected um, clean energy to creating new jobs and talked about, you know, the millions of jobs um, r really quickly. He wants to help build across the Midwest um, for clean renewable energy. And he also promised that like 40% of that would go to uh, urban communities, um, these jobs and these resources and investment. And it like actually kind of inspired me because I was like, that's what we need to be talking about right now, right? Like that's actually something, a positive vision a country can get behind um, is um, getting, you know, um, weaning ourselves off fossil fuels by 2035. You know, like, I think that was one of the, the, the goals uh, or getting, you know, carbon free in that way. It's like, I don't know. I actually find inspiration from that lane of leadership. And I mean, right now, Joe Biden's the only one talking that way. <laughs> so I'm like, even Joe Biden, I was like, God, this is actually inspiring. <laughs> I miss when like leaders actually have plans for America that made sense and, and work and help all sorts of people. And I don't know. I mean, it seems to me that the plan that we're enacting is herd immunity. Like, the, yeah, <laughs> just let it run its course. That is the plan because because there's no other plan. That is the plan that's happening. Yeah, and they can't they can't actually sell that idea. But so that's why they won't say it exactly like that. But they're basically that is I actually think that is the operating principle. They're not just ignoring it because they don't want it to be here. I think they're just like, let the virus rip through everything. We don't care. Like, we're just not shutting down the economy for it. And that's actually really that's a dark thought when you really think about how like our political leaders are just basically yeah, the, giving up the country. I think it's the virus. I think it's simpler than that though. I think it's just that they're focused on themselves. Yeah. And then everything else comes second. It doesn't really have anything to do with any sort of plan at all. There is no plan. Yeah. They're just trying to essentially keep the PR up enough to win whatever they can win this year. And yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, yes, somebody just made the point, Chris Irvin, the, a CNN headline from earlier today that that coronavirus hospital data will now be sent to the Trump administration instead of the CDC, which you know what that means. Basically, oh my God. To manipulate That's crazy. Suppress the numbers. Oh. Yeah. It's fine, you guys. Go out there. Wow. They control the data. Yeah. Oh, man. That's dark. Yeah. That's but. Where we are. I just want the economy thing, like pitting it just as an economy versus lives, does potentially overlook the the cost of life of what this has done, other than the virus itself, like, and that it will like hunger and and what a collapsing economy does to the poorest of the poor in the world. Um, yep. It there's no like getting around death here. I think sometimes we have just such an aversion to death that we can't think clearly. We're just like emotionally reasoning and be like, Oh, at all costs, no yeah. death. And it's like, we take death here and be like at all costs, whatever it takes for this not to happen 
even if that costs way more lives over here, we don't think about those lives. So I think to like have a, a full view of this thing is very difficult. And that's why part of why it gets so political because somebody dies no matter what here. Mm. Um, I so think you're talking we... with too much nuance, Michael. That's not, we, we're too polarized for that right now. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I mean, I wish we had like a smarter leader right now in the United States, but I also am really glad I'm not in charge because <laughs> I have no idea what I would do. It's uh, it's not like an easy like, situation. Listen to the CDC. <laughs> Just, just follow the experts. Yeah. Well, but the experts in what? You have to just follow the experts. Like, what about the experts in starvation and the people that are saying, what is this going to do if we fully shut down everything for people in XYZ parts of the world? It's just, it's not, it's not easy. Yeah. But I think part of it is like all things being equal, but all things don't have to be equal. Um, we could provide resources if we have to shut things down and that's going to cause, like if we were, if we were actually trying to solve this, if we actually were trying to come up with a plan, we would say, well, we have to shut some things down. That's going to cause some amount of mental health challenges and we're not going to have schools operational for like six to 12 months. So we have to figure out some way to do it. And like I heard somebody, I think it was reporters from the New York times saying, if we were actually talking about New York City, we would take all of the empty office space where people are working remotely and convert that into school classrooms, spread all the students out, hire more teachers, and basically have like everybody spread out in all of these buildings because we have the space. So the resources are there in space and money and everything, but the actual bringing together of it is just not a priority. Yeah. Um, so I just I just mean to say it's not as easy as saying what's well, the economy or this, or there's loss of life over here over here. All of it we can mitigate different ways, but yeah. that takes having an actually deep conversation about it instead of just like mask or no mask. <laughs> like that's the right. <clears throat> that's all we're getting to. Yeah, and not getting stuck on your your one side of things. That's what happens politically. It's like you. It's pro-choice versus pro-life it's like we're not even having the same conversation who who's anti-choice or anti-life nobody's actually anti either of those things carte blanche you, okay. you change the you find your value in it like your upper side and then you just argue that and then the other side does that and you never actually have a conversation well you know in america we love to frame everything through binaries so yeah that's why it's just everything has to go through, and we yeah because it's clean and it's simple and it doesn't uh express the nuance or, or give context to how people think and feel and see the world. But, um, I actually have to go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it was nice seeing you. Nice talking to you. You too. Y'all stay safe out here in these streets. Oh yeah. All, All right. right. Bye everybody. Bye bye. Hey William, what network is that Star Trek show on? CBS All Access. All right. I'll send you a trailer. Tanner, can you send me the Zoom file? I don't know who that's being recorded at. Will I have access? Yep. Okay. I can download it. Sweet.
Um, and then William, you'll send the, your file. Yep. Great. Bye, everybody. Thanks. The alien and the trekkie.